Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome. Thank you for joining us for another happy hour. As always, if you choose to drink, whatever it may be, uh, please do so responsibly. What are you sipping on, Samantha? You know, I haven't been feeling too wonderfully uh, lately emotionally, so I have decided to keep it non-alcoholic today, and I'm doing some of my bubble water with my raspberry bubble flavoring that I love. Isn't that what it's called? Raspberry bubble. bubble. I don't know. Isn't that what it is? (laughs) So the brand that has little bubbles, and I think Michael Bublé is their campaign person, but it's actually called, I think it's bubble. Someone may tell me differently. But anyway, it's not sponsored, obviously, by them. But I enjoy it. You gave us this sparkling water machine. So to speak. The old sparkling water machine, (laughs) which actually was Uh, a sponsor on the other show I do. Not not on our show. No, I am not being biased. Uh, That's what I am (laughs) sipping on because I want to feel lively and bubbly in my emotional despair. Well, I hope that works. It sounds lovely. Right. Yes. Yes. I am drinking gin, blue curacao, because I'm trying to get rid of this massive bottle of blue curacao. Oh my gosh, it's on my hand. That means you're going to be drinking it forever, I think. You may just need to keep it as something that you use every now and again. I'm not, it's not like I'm planning on plowing through it or anything, but it is quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I probably will. It'll be buried with me when I die. <laughs> Here lies Annie in her bottle of blue curacao. And some sparkling water and some uh, rosemary. It's very nice. nice. It's very pretty color, but I'm drinking it in a glass that you can't see. So, But you'll, you'll just trust me, it's very pretty. <laughs> um, so today's, it should be short. This is something that's been on my mind a lot. And I think it's been coming up in a lot of episodes we've done recently which is this whole idea I've jokingly been calling in my head, just say no. And there's going to be maybe brief discussion of sexual assault, but nothing in depth at all. But yeah, so as I've been going over, it's hard for me. It's like I've really separated myself from my body and it's hard for me to know what I want. Um, So I'm really reliant on like cues I pick up from other people and what they want. And then I'll try to like do that that's not to say there aren't things that I just want and I know that I want them. You know, Star Wars and fan fiction being right up there. But certainly in social situations, it's usually when I'm dealing with other people. When I'm by myself, I'm better at figuring out what that might be. But when I'm with other people, I can get really confused. And it can cause a lot of problems because people, you know, sometimes interpret that pause or hesitation as, oh, you don't really want this, which might not be true. It might be. But it's like, I, I'm i just someone who has to process things. And I know we've talked about that, Samantha, before where we're, we can both be people who like kind of like to sit and take something in and like think about it. And we've talked before too about how, I believe we talked about this on the show. We've definitely talked about it in person about how you sometimes like legitimately don't care. And so yeah. you're like, you want other people to decide because you legitimately don't care. But if you do, then you'll be like, okay, I want barbecue or whatever. Right. Whatever it is. Yes. And I think, you know, I know I've said before, and this is this came up recently because I was hanging out with some people recently where I caused problems by not trying to cause problems. 
because mm-hmm. people do, if, if people are your friends, they want to make you happy and they want to take care of you. And by, I think it can get messy when, you know, you've got your level of trauma and your level of processing distance one, when you have low self-esteem and you think no one could possibly want to do that stuff for you, two, um, three, but there's also like social, the social aspect of like, I don't want someone to go out of their way. And I feel like that all comes together for me and it becomes this messy, just like almost freeze reaction I have where I don't know what I want and I don't want to do anything wrong. And I, it's scary because that is part of that did happen in sexual assault that experience where I was like, do I want this? And I didn't, but I like froze. And in that moment, it was like, maybe I do, maybe I should. And like all of these questions and not trusting myself at all to know what I want and to express it in a firm, clear way that isn't like, well, I'd rather not, but if you want, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. And when we also were recently talking about like our moms and one of the things, you know, we wish they had told us and mine was like, I wish, because I observed her and she was also very much like this. I wish she had told me it's okay to say no because this has just been, from a very young age, this has been ingrained in me, like be a people pleaser And that usually means going along with whatever they want to do and your needs and wants are always secondary. And that becomes so, so much of how I operate. I think for a lot of women, this is the case. Um, And and there's a lot of aspects to that that we talked about as well of like the safety of saying no, all these other considerations we have to put into it. But that's like a large preamble for what I want to just say is like recently I've been really practicing an exercise where I'm like trying to check in with myself and just say no. And it's so powerful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's silly how it can be such a small thing and I'll feel like, look what you've just accomplished. Um, And it's usually the other person is like fine with it. They're like, okay. But I get so so worked up about it. And one of the big things, which I also talked about on a Monday mini recently for me is food because I want people to eat things and enjoy things. And I feel like if I say no, they won't do it. And I want them to do it. And so I'll say yes. But um, recently, this past weekend, I did, I had a couple of instances of, nope. And I feel good for you about it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and I know it, it sounds so silly, but it is like, it is that whole thing that I've really been harping on, at least recently, of being mindful about why you do things and what you want. And I will say that it was easier for a lot of reasons. It's easier for a lot of obvious reasons to do it among friends and around food, especially when there had been so much food. So I was like legitimately full. <laughs> but... I'm hoping that this will expand to other things. And, and also just, yeah, again, being able to say yes and believe it. Like, right. also, um, that I, I want it. And again, a lot of things I say yes to, I do ultimately want to do. It's just that I, it's that moment of indecision and not knowing for sure and just going along with it. Whereas I want to be like, yes, you do want to do this. Yes. Or no, you don't. And it sounds so basic, but it is very dangerous when it comes to things like sexual assault or knowing what you want in a relationship. It's just something I really, really struggled with because it was always about the other person for me and feeling guilty about not doing what they want. 
And that's just not a place to make healthy decisions from. I And also, um, uh, yeah, I do wish, I do wish that I, I had learned that at a younger age, that that was okay. And also um, that I didn't, because I, I mean, people who know, you know, I will say no. If there's something I really don't want to do, I'll be like, no. But it, it, it almost has to become like such a over-the-top thing, whereas I want to be able to just be like, Nope. <laughs> I have to make it a big ordeal. And then people are like, why are you making it a big ordeal? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> she really doesn't want to play the game Catan, y'all. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I would do it for you. I would do it. We would say it as a joke. Is she her reaction and her uh, big eyes? And no. Essentially. <laughs> I was burnt by the sheep, everyone. Burnt. <laughs> burnt by the sheep. But yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about today. Uh, I know it's really simple, but it has such larger implications. And it is really that just knowing, knowing yourself and knowing what you want right. is such a, like, it's a big deal and it's a relief and there's stability in that. Yeah. I don't know if it's coming up or if it's already happened or for those who don't listen in order, if you ever Mm -hmm. hear this, uh, in our recent episode for our book club, we did talk about the whole fact that no, she talks about, oh, I guess it's the second part. uh, She talks about the fact that that is a societal failing when we can't just say no, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it may be, or have to make an excuse uh, for not wanting something or not doing something. And, And I think that's that overall thing is, especially as women, being told to be mm-hmm. polite. Polite means accepting whatever's given to you. So accepting food, you know, you have to accept it. Don't say no, don't turn something down. Being asked mm-hmm. on a date, being talked to, like even if we're uncomfortable, yep. if we're not polite about it, we're seen as rude and it's a failing on us instead of being, oh wait, they're violating my rights and my own bodily space by coming mm-hmm. over here and talking to me when I have my headphones in and obviously working. Why are you standing here? Like there's been so many videos recently and I love this and I'm glad it's happening where we see young women just minding their own damn business being approached by men and will they will not go away and take no for an answer or take any hints. Um, and then yeah. eventually being told, and usually in, within the same video or comment section where we're being rude, there's no need to be rude. That yeah. needs to be taken out of that conversation all the f- together. How about it was rude to not take the hint? Sure, you can shoot your shot, but if you've been turned down, that's the end of the story. Over. Yeah. And especially if you're coming as to a young girl and this was a many of those where they're obviously teenage girls and you are a 50 40 year old man 20 30 year old man and you see this you are out of bounds point mm-hmm. blank and this whole narrative that we need to be nice to strangers which is fed into women altogether yeah. is that we have to be nice to strangers and be polite that should be thrown out the window and i know it's slowly happening thank god but there's still mm-hmm. that large narrative of, but you need to be polite. And of course, you've already said this part about, you know, this is part of our safety. We just make up Mm -hmm. things for our safety. So making a partner. So when they hear the rejection, they truly hear the rejection. But don't get me wrong. When I was a nanny, it didn't matter. I got hit on by men who I thought were safe because they were married. And I was like, what's happening? 
Uh-huh. So that's a whole different conversation we could have. Yeah. And not just when I was a nanny, but it just happened to be that I was around people with children. So that yeah, was right, right, right. what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that, yeah, uh, there has to be an excuse that I'm not interested in you. There has to be an excuse. Yes. I don't want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Any of those conversations. Or yeah, that I'm just not hungry. And don't get me wrong. I'm one of these that takes a little bit of an offense. And I try not to. <laughs> if I've made something and you don't try it, I'm like, you don't like me. <laughs> that's rude. You rejected me. But that's also <laughs> but that's also part of the narrative that we have to stop is that we can't take this as a personal offense against us individually. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've gotten caught up in that as well uh-huh. because we're seeing that if you deny something, that's an extreme form of rejection because we're told to not do it. So it's this double whammy. But yeah, I don't mind saying I don't want to come out. Like, I think the pandemic has really helped with my narrative of like, hey, I'm an introvert. I don't want to be out long. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> so I will quickly mm-hmm. leave. I'll be like, I'm sleepy. I'm leaving. I'm going to go upstairs and yeah. take a nap. Y'all can hang out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, there's so many things. That's I kind of hesitated to even bring this one up because there are so many other things at play. And like, when I'm talking about food, there's also, you have to take into account, like a lot of times I'm thinking about friends who are women who are, you know, very obsessed with their diet, maybe. Oh, I don't like to use the word obsessed, but yeah, they're very concerned about their diet. And when they are like, oh, I want to order fries, but only if you'll get them. I totally understand that impulse. I do that too. And I also don't want to eat a whole plate of fries. I want to share them. But because of that, then I'll be like, oh, I don't want them. But I'll say, right. yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of like complications and gradations within all of this. And those are things that, I, you know, I and I would imagine a lot of people, and in this case, a lot of women are thinking of that because we do, we have been largely socialized to make people happy and right. to like think about other people and do what we can to facilitate their happiness. And then at the same time, I'm also... I know I've talked about it before. I have terrible coping mechanisms. And I, I'm trying to get better and I am working on it. But one of them is if I'm out with people, like me, for me, being busy, even though I do like it, I love it, it's kind of, it's part of my identity. And that's why it's been so hard to break is I'm sort of known mm-hmm. as like that person who's so busy and she will go. If you invite her, she will go. And I do want to do those things, but I have no off. I have no stop. Right. And I should stop. And I need sleep or I need to just go home and not be out and about wild, but it's a coping mechanism that's not very healthy because it's, I don't want to go home and deal with whatever thing is on my mind or I know will keep me up tonight or whatever it is. And I am also very paranoid that I'll just lose all my friends suddenly. (laughs) Like they'll be like, oh, she didn't come out this one time. I'll never ask her again. (laughs) So there is a lot. I mean, this it's when I say just say no and the power of saying no, I do truly believe it. But there is, it's not as easy as that which is why I kind of hesitated. I did, I did want to talk about like my experiences of f- my forays into it recently and how I felt. But it, it's, I am under no disillusion that it is much more complicated for a lot. I mean, all kinds of things come into play, at least for me, when I'm thinking about like saying no and what are they going to interpret that as? And the, oh no, what are going to be the ramifications of this? Right. And, all of this. I think I'm more, I'm more like, it's not even that that I'm talking about. I'm more talking about like, I just want personally to know. Maybe I all know inside my head the answer is yes or no, and I'll still say the opposite, but I want to know it myself. 
You know what I mean? That's kind of more what I'm (laughs) talking about. Right. To know what you want instead of just going with the flow. Yes. And to be confident in it and to be like, okay, I want this. And, 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 And kind of what we were talking about in the recent book club too, of like that being fine. Like I don't have to, maybe the answer is no and I don't really know why. But that's okay. Right. Like the answer is just no. <laughs> that's what you feel right now. And it could change later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers to that. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Yes. <laughs> and cheers to you listeners. Thank you as always for joining us. And if you would like to contact us, we always love hearing from you. Our email is stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Cheers, Christina. Yes, cheers. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 